0: Hey, welcome back! It's Food News and Choose Radio. Chef Jeremy Ashby. That's Sylvia Lovely. I'm Twitch, and uh, we got a lot of show to talk about. Oh, Second we do. half of the show, Dining yeah. Out for Life with Avol Anthony and Smallwood's coming that by. That is
1: fascinating.
0: A oh, it's a so great organization, and it's a great yeah. it's a great reason to go eat out.
1: And Anthony Smallwood is so awesome, but we've got a dinner coming up at Azur. I do, and we need to hear about it.
2: Yes, exactly. Basically, we got the Four Roses tasting menu, and we've been working with that distillery for for a lot of years. Um, I think their local presence is is pretty high and they have a great portfolio they really kind of work the market
1: where is it is it in
0: frankfurt
2: lawrenceburg lawrenceburg Mm -hmm. yeah so
0: great um, tour by the way If you have never been on the four roses tour it's a a great tour
2: yeah and they really invested into that kind of you know as all the distilleries are that kind of tour thing so Mm -hmm. if you guys got buddies coming in town that are into bourbon or this is the one or if you're just kind of a bourbon aficionado because i like playing with this this portfolio Mm -hmm. i think it's Mm -hmm. very just a very strong Kentucky bourbon. Just a good, solid choice. So we're going to do uh, a Yellowtail Snapper dish for our first one for the yellow label Four Roses. Um, and that one I've got in a, a little Caribbean feel, uh, mostly because I got a little bit of uh, like kind of pineapple lime, citrus kind of notes whenever I tasted the, the bourbon, which is an unusual flavor combination to pull out of bourbon. Bright forward citrus for, for, for me is what I got. So I did yellowtail snapper crusted in macadamia nuts. I've got it with sweet potatoes and yuca, and some hominy. Uh, and I've got some grilled pineapple and a bourbon compote on it. So Caribbean kind of Kentucky fusion there, uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, this these flavor combinations work for me as a style and mostly because i cooked in florida and i live in kentucky and i find that's pretty common amongst our horse people they they live and work yeah. in florida and live in kentucky because so. you could
0: change it with rum and make it a, yeah, a, a, a southern
2: yeah. caribbean Floridian. Sure. works in kentucky uh beast burgers this one i'm excited about sylvia Oh, I'm, it
0: sounds good
1: yeah
2: i hope you try at least Three of these critters. I know. So I've got a hamburger patty that's wagyu beef, ground boar, ground elk, <laughs> and ground venison. That's
0: now in one
1: boar. patty,
2: in one patty. Ooh. beast burgers, baby. <laughs>
0: How big are these How patties? Is that?
2: Well, I'm doing a slider because mm-hmm. it's a Sliders. it's a t- little, yeah. So I'll probably do a three-ouncer, mm-hmm. uh, just enough to get on a little brioche bun. And I'm keeping that's it pretty simple. I'm gonna do a truffle, like a melted truffle cheese on it, and then a blackberry black pepper ketchup. And then I'm going to take onion rings like big thick ones mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, and okay. I'm going to infuse buttermilk with lots of lemon juice and fresh thyme and herbs. I'm going to put my onion rings in there and I'm going to cover them and slowly mm-hmm. cook Yummy. them so they soak up buttermilk and lemon flavor mm-hmm. and then I'll cool them and the onion rings that are all fused, I'm going to buttermilk fry them crispy. Mm. So you've got that really tart lemony buttermilk yeah. fried onion on that burger. So I think that's that's all that little guy needs just a mm-hmm. nice little hamburger, on all fancy with every little critter on earth on it <laughs> right
0: where do the meats again you gotta, uh, gradu, I got a beef boar, boar
2: elk and venison wow now elk and venison is pretty close you mm. know elk's just being very lean so is venison sort of, it's a
1: gamey <sighs>
2: yeah and it does have a little bit of a gamey infusion to it it does mm-hmm. have a, it has its own taste because it's i guess its own beast but the animal. lemon
0: kind of cuts through that but also the the fat from the wagyu uh, elk, helps
2: the elk yeah elk yeah, and, and venison very
0: lean there you go boar is actually very actual wild yeah. boar is very lean very right lean. it's not like pork like no, we think
2: it's no. yeah it's a darker meat right yeah so the wagyu really helps the entire texture i'm gonna be honest with you i i'm guilty of running elk burgers and stuff like that i don't eat them i mean i think yeah. it's fun and for yeah. people to try but i've because i've tried them and it's they're too lean they're for too me. lean for you yeah, okay. i, I mean me we, a,
0: we forget yeah. fat is fat, fat is, is our friend the, fat, is king, yeah. man. fat is our friend when it comes to yeah. flavor
2: all right so speaking of fat mm-hmm. we're going to go right into four rows of single barrel and i'm going to cut that with a lot of fat i'm going to take pork belly a whole big pork mm-hmm. belly and rub that down with chilies and miso that mm-hmm. fermented soybean yeah because if you kind of think about miso and bourbon mash there's some characteristics that are fermented yeah yeah so i'm going for that um kind of rub and if i can find some spit mash i might add that to this rub and let that cure overnight then we'll we'll braise the pork belly then we'll we'll fry it up crispy but uh i'm I'm gonna toss in a nice little kind of a bourbon smoked hot honey that we make at the restaurant and we'll hear more about that in the future it's a sauce you might be able to buy soon so, we're going to douse the pork belly in that, and then I'm going to serve it with a conch fritter. And, and, and I hope you guys know what conch, conch is. Fritter, the little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I love the combination of a shellfish and pork. Uh, that think,
1: reminds me of Atomic Cafe. Remember, that's where yeah, they are Exactly. Said those, yeah. And they're going
2: to taste just like those.
1: So, a
0: conch, you know, if you go to the beach and you see the, the iconic, the big shell you yeah. put to your ear, that's a conch shell. And right. there's an animal that lives in there, and it's like a very large clam. I mean, other it's a mollusk, there's no other way. It it's is. a shellfish. And generally, you 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 yeah, you eat them breaded. They're delicious. They if you ever gone to Key West, you probably hit conch yep. fritters, but you don't see them a lot in Kentucky.
2: Yeah.
1: No, you don't. And yeah, it's a since good flavor. So. Atomic Cafe. I haven't seen them
2: actually. Yeah, so we're gonna do a little a version of a servant turf, almost a pork belly and conch. Different. Oh
1: man, that sounds good.
2: Yeah, and then uh, I'm gonna put a little cucumber with that daikon, uh, habanero, orange tartar sauce for the conch fritter. And the hot honey for the pork belly, and then last but not least this is one I want to try. I'm gonna kind of make a chocolate pretzel bourbon tort, and just a <laughs> uh, a, a tort I've been wanting to make myself. So I'm gonna kind of make a combination of pretzel, um, almond, and graham cracker crust, and then make a, a bourbon Ooh. chocolate kind of ganache to pour into that shell, so it's oh a nice man. little chocolate tart. And then and I, the saltiness I just, of the pretzel, yeah, right, kind of right. Then you do I'm going to use Matt? that bourbon cream and mm-hmm. coffee ice cream on top, and uh, some bourbon caramel. That's going to really rock. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good chocolate.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. man! So uh, did you say what kind of bourbon with us? am going to do
2: a little small batch select on that one, okay. and that's um, that has. It, well, how do I say this? It's viscous. It's thick. Mm-hmm. You know, has has more of that that brick's kind of sugar syrupy feel. I think yeah, it'll go right. okay with dessert. It's amazing bourbon really works because
0: yeah. I I drink four roses at home. And yeah. It's amazing how the small batch and it, you know the select how they're all you think oh they all come from the same warehouse they all come from the same mash bill they all come from the same yet they're all mm-hmm. very individual yeah and, and small right. batch and, and single barrel it's all it's all very unique to that. Whatever part of the the uh, Rick House it was in, how, yeah, whatever yeah, it's all very it. unique to every barrel. Yeah, yeah that, you know, is it, right. that is right. That's I think right. that's the beauty of, of bourbon is that like you can get two barrel, or uh, two bottles, get them a year apart. It tastes, it's still
2: yeah, different, yeah. It's you know, It's It's good that we're recognizing that that you know bourbon can have bad years like wine. Mm-hmm. You know there there are oh, yeah. there are you know different so temperature earthy. and climate yeah, it's that it's affects so those rickhouses that yeah. make it different. The angels share, <clears throat> devils envy, do you know what? Right? Um, like I was curious.
0: You know, I angel's for for grapes and you know, speaking yeah, of wine grapes. for grapes, uh-huh. when it's very cold, they make that thing called ice wine, and they, you know, the 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 frost changes the molecular. Anyway, I wonder if it's like that for bourbon. Like a very cold winter produces a more viscous bourbon. Probably or,
2: so or yeah. vice
0: versa i'm curious about I that
2: bet. that's a question we'll ask some of the master yeah. distillers we know um you know i wouldn't have the same bacteria that grows the fungus on the grapes that mm-hmm. macerates them into sugar but there could be other molds that, that happen that happen yeah. that yeah. they could be some people they could be looking for them yeah it could be good things
1: yeah all right well that sounds delicious but we've got a couple of tiktok trends going on
2: yeah yeah you yeah. found
0: one i hadn't i never heard of this before but but uh, Graves. Sylvia, grave, Graves. stone recipes. recipes. Yeah, I, I'm Googling huge, that as we speak. Explain this. Huge phenomenon.
1: This. Yeah. Uh, there are people that post on Tipco- TikTok, uh, TikTok
0: yeah, it's, who it's, go it's around, uh, blah, 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 blah,
1: who go around and I'm thinking about that bourbon. <clears throat> anyway, uh, who go around the country and collect these recipes that are, uh, there's cookie recipes, pie recipes. And, you know, it's like. What they do, a lot of them do, is they get ingra- uh, kind of ingrained with the family, and it helps. And the families report back how wonderful it is that someone paid attention to their loved one, and it's like become a bigger thing than even just sort of like what you were saying earlier, Twitch, about food being the convener, and yeah. you know, people gather a recipe, around a why table. Why would you put a recipe on a gravestone? Because food. was so essential and it was probably grandmother it was probably a mother or a father someone who made the best yeah, chocolate chip exactly. cookies ever. And it's exactly And that. they put it on. What a better tribute. Like you know, this,
2: this is you know, what I you leave to the world. couldn't have a better tribute. There's you know? actually a cookbook
0: based on these recipes. I was just, if you Google gravestone cookbook, it's there. And it's the story of a woman who's been going around the country doing exactly this, finding yeah. gravestone recipes and putting them in, 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 Grant, in a cookbook. Her name is Grant, I
1: think, yeah. Miss Grant. Oh, I, mean, does this. I mean, it's so awesome. So, I love chef, what this. What are you going to put on your gravestone? I'm
2: going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to because I, I, I really think this is this is good knowledge for future generations, too. Well, I mean, imagine the Great yeah. Floods. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do if that happens again and we don't have the recipe for Coca-Cola written down? Well, right. Or you know, into good some point. Stuff?
1: You know what else it says it's doing? It, they're, what they're hoping is it brings back cemeteries as places of peaceful. Yes. You know, you go and you visit. And now with so much cremation. A lot of times you don't have that.
2: Indeed. I wonder if I could do a dinner at Azura on gra- gravestone recipe. What, is it too morbid, though? Yeah, we I mean, it's no, really a celebration. So.
1: Actually, I don't think so. I think it's a celebration of life.
0: I yeah. agree. Okay? So and
1: I think it could be done.
0: I, You know, the, the phrase, every, everyone's heard the phrase. It a Halloween one. Oh, cool. I like that. That would be cool. Everyone's heard the phrase, take it to the grave. You know, oh, what's that secret? I'm taking it to the grave. Well, do you have recipes that you will not share that you will take to the grave and then maybe when you die you will let the world but it, to the world.
1: do
2: you have secret recipes or are there secrets in that kitchen that you won't let people know or tell i'm pretty i'm pretty forthgiving there's there's little tweaks that i protect myself with because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, i have you, some it, intellectual property.
0: so no one can make it exactly like you yeah so it, it, very close right but there, do you find that in the – I feel like it used to be a very secret process. Everyone had a secret recipe, everyone, and no one would tell anybody what that was. Do you see – is that yeah, still a, a
2: thing? Uh, no, saying. there's not enough health to go around. You, you tell everybody what they need to know to get the job done <laughs> as quick as that's possible. True, that's true. You share all the information. Well, that,
0: that's
1: a famous kind of scene in movies, and there's this show called uh, Everybody Loves Raymond or something mm-hmm. where the grandmother – Protects her recipes right. and won't let the daughter, and actually changes them and makes them not taste good, so that her daughter-in-law can't, can't. Well, take I mean, the that used to be over. a very big thing. She wants every, to retain that.
0: Every county had yeah. someone who could make a certain kind of pie and or certain. Gonna and it, it, we're not going to tell you, but now you could literally <laughs> take it to the grave with you. I and know. then
1: I just think that's interesting yeah. that someone cares enough about. Their recipe and mom's recipe to put it, and one of them even has. That's what some
2: people are known for.
1: A concrete book that's open where the recipe is. Yeah, outlined.
0: (laughs) I'm looking at that one right now. Spritz cookies. Concrete. It's it's a gravestone
2: in the shape of a cookbook.
1: Uh huh open to the page where the cookies yeah, are that's
2: really i good. think it's fascinating and i wonder how detailed they get is there like any multi-step like it looks like it on and some stuff? of them like,
1: on the pictures that i've seen it looks like first to do this like they, they spent
2: a lot of money engraving I know, sure
1: just think about that, like that. <laughs> so twitch what's your gravestone well, recipe the thing oh god my gravestone <laughs>
0: recipe there's nothing there's I have, I have i'm like i'm an open book i have no secrets I don't either. <laughs> no secrets I doubt at all. I would do it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Probably
1: whatever I'd put on it, somebody would try and mess it up because I would have left it an essential step out. <laughs> like the noodles in lasagna, which I did once.
0: Now, anyway. the other TikTok trend that's happening this week is people in America are finally discovering that what makes European food in some ways better than American food is that a simple ham and cheese sandwich in Europe is buttered before. Duh. And- and almost all sandwiches <laughs> yeah. in Europe are buttered
2: instead of mayonnaise, and from for whatever reason, and it's butter. blowing people's minds
1: and over. Butter here. tastes so good,
2: right? I mean, it's just an old trick. I, I don't. What I do mean, I? I guess maybe, maybe we just have our companies. larder a little bit confused in the United States because over there they're using the mayonnaise for the fries, right? Do they really? And not the mayonnaise unless oh, they put the butter on I the sandwich. So I don't know. Maybe. Well, putting fat on a sandwich serves a
0: couple purposes. Other than flavor, it also keeps it so that the bread doesn't get soggy so you can hold it longer. So putting putting a butter barrier on like a ham sandwich keeps the ham from soaking the bread. So there's actually a mechanical use for it. Yeah, yeah, you can put a
1: slice of tomato on there and everything. Yeah, I think that um, I was trying to think. But see, mayo has as many calories as butter. I was trying to think if that's like something... That, or just the availability the mayonnaise companies made sure it now, happened.
0: I think the reason we don't do it I, I, I've been thinking about this, and I think it's because in America, we've been told for so long that butter is bad for us.
1: I think you're right. And
0: it's just recently mm-hmm. that people are starting to really eat butter again regularly. Chris, for years, we were given all these weird butter substitutes and told butter was bad and you should eat this and that. When in Europe, they're like, we've been eating butter for hundreds and thousands of years, and we're going to keep eating butter. Yeah, like the well,
2: simple you know, crudité yeah. there is right. like a pile of fresh vegetables and a pile of fresh salted butter. And you dip your and you have a small
1: farm kind of culture there you know I mean that's my people image making of making Europe yeah. you know is a little and
0: they far- have better far- butter let's just be honest they have better butter than we do the butter they eat is delicious yes, it and it's is, yellow can, and it's yeah. stronger and you it's
1: can buy that's so what like, irish butter yeah you can get the, irish blocks of the butter, butter
0: we get here is good all butter's good but the butter they get there is just just little more gamey. and we
1: went to shop margarine for a while remember mm-hmm. when that's kind of the craze and now we're back to butter
2: oh thank god yeah yeah, yeah. What? I, th- I think the poly um hydro or the unsaturated un- un- or whatever yeah. it was yes it was Trans- hydrogenated oil became very bad there
0: you go. Well, there you what go makes European butter better?
2: Okay, so really I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong out there, but what I understand about Irish butter and just the grazing of the mm-hmm. cows yeah. is, you know, more they direct. just have a, a like a grass-fed diet, and yeah. they're just milked, and you get a lot of terroir. Well, they, maybe they don't pasteurize it as do, much. Well, do you think we, it's
1: really that much better, or we just think it is? Because I think of Ireland, and I think of, I go to the cow, and it mm-hmm. goes right to my plate. I just think of it as a small town culture mm-hmm. and i don't even know that it is any more than we are well it's but like you eating seafood by the beach is that we've said yeah, that before it just it w- tastes better
0: you can eat a, a fried flounder <laughs> yeah. sandwich at the beach where that flounder did not come from yeah didn't come and from it those waters but it tastes better than eating it inland yeah. yeah the whole went in room thing yeah yeah
1: just it's just right you know and you can just but the also beach of a cow I mean, hot dogs
2: at a baseball game. oh you know it's nothing just better right
0: Mm-hmm. I think part of it, though, is the European standards. Their standards for, say, a butter or mm-hmm. a cheese are much different than ours. They're legally required to do certain things before they can call sure. it butter. Not do certain things. And not do certain things and not have certain additives. Right. Whereas here, it's kind of more fair. It's more you know, open yeah, season. market, yeah. Which is why companies can com- yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. more mass-produced things are a little different here because we allow it, and there they don't. Like, there are laws written about what can be in Parmesan cheese,
2: and it's a law in Italy if it's not exactly Guys, we should look up some of these and talk about that on air, like the differences between European food standards and American. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, it's a whole
1: lot more GMO police. Well, there's a law
0: in in Italy of what you can put on it, you know, what can go in pizza dough. And And I think it's timely,
2: guys, because we're going to have a food crisis coming up. With Ukraine and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And wheat and wheat, different, yes. You know, we're talking, oh, and the biggest yeah, concern I'm have, hearing right now is fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in Russia is the biggest producer of fertilizers for the world. Oh, know.
1: yeah. We're, we're so heading that way. This is scary. We're going to have
2: to talk about it a little Well, bit, you yeah. know,
1: breads are another thing. Like in Europe, you kind of think of going into a French bakery and you're going to get authentic what is that? What is authentic bread? What is it about their and wheat what that makes it? Yeah.
2: So they don't yeah.
1: Is that just I mean it's a fascinating thing. It's like the their cultures are so old that food is really treasured. Mm-hmm. Just like wine is treasured in some places. I, and you know just they start drinking wine at midday and they're not alcoholics, they just no. know how to drink I good also wine. think
0: they're not as trendy as we are and I don't I don't mean that as an insult. I mean for us if a doc if if the doctors say blah 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 is good for you we all do that and then and there it's like we've been doing this for thousands of years not we're not we're not changing I, our yeah, lifestyle based stop. on your new info
2: know what happened to the bread industry in the united states because if you look at europe and mm-hmm. you know the thousands of years of artisan baking it's right. almost like we got instructions from the heavens mm-hmm. you know this is a yeah. you know daily bread it's part you know back yeah. then we had whole grains and we didn't strip it of all the the germ and whatever makes it good right for us And then we started adding a lot of salt and and sugar and oil. Yeah. So it went from, you know, a a very wholesome daily part of your diet that regulates glycemic and does a lot of good things for you to cake. Yeah. And I
1: think we turned it into too much policing of things that are actually very savory. Yeah. You know, and our ancestors, of course, maybe they didn't live as long, but they ate bacon and eggs and... Gravy and biscuits. And And in
0: America, the sugar industry, around the 1950s, 1940s, 1950s, they they changed the view of sugar in America and corn syrup and all that in a way that was not good for the people.
1: That's right.
0: Based on Mm. studies that now we know are kind of... But anyway, there's yeah. there's a lot to be said. we got to take a break. In a moment, we're going to talk to Anthony Smallwood. He is of AVOL. They're doing Dining Out for Life next week. We're going to talk about that next, so don't go anywhere. It's Food News and Chews Radio. Welcome back. It's Food News and Chews Radio. You know, every year... There's a big event. There are a few big food events in town, but one of them that is my favorite is Dine Out for Life, and it's through AVOL, which is an amazing local organization. We've had this guest on before. His name is Anthony Smallwood, community engagement
3: manager.
1: Manager. That is so cool, and it At just Aval. barely touches the surface of what you are, because you're a gatherer, <laughs> and you are an influencer in this town. I mean, you do so many things. Well, aren't
3: you kind? Yeah. Thank now, you. Now, tell us what AVOL... She Aval, says that to everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does, no, I, so I shouldn't no, I feel
1: I too comfortable. <laughs> <I> love Anthony. <laughs> um, tell us what AVOL actually stands for. Tell us a little bit about the organization.
3: So everyone gets this a little bit um, confused... Years ago, when we were first started, AVOL stood was an acronym, mm-hmm. and it stood for AIDS Volunteers of Lexington. We dropped that several years ago, oh. so that's not us anymore. Um, if you refer to us as that, then you're not, you're not. Yeah. Um, with our current, yeah. um, it's a little more now, mission. Now, right? It has grown to be much more. Mm-hmm. We serve 72 counties in Kentucky. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not. We had to drop the of Lexington, and we're also morphing into an agency that not only works with people living with um, and struggling with HIV mm-hmm. and AIDS, but we are opening that up to help those who are medically vulnerable. Including those living with HIV and AIDS.
1: Oh, that is awesome! I didn't know. So notice. it's
3: gonna it's gonna be a much bigger it, medically vulnerable. Medically vulnerable. So and I, we're I, still trying to define who what fits that into is. that. But I anyway. imagine since the pandemic,
0: that has also changed a lot because a lot of people were medically vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and
3: now after the pandemic right. are med- medically vulnerable, right? I think that might've even prompted this. Um, okay. You know, it we saw a lot of people, yeah. even if we didn't have the resources to help them, we sort of accidentally became a resource that people would reach out to and oh, say, sure. hey, I need help with this but I don't have HIV, but blah, 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 I I need help. How do we do this? So if we couldn't help them, um, we kind of took it on ourselves to To become that resource to find (gasps) them help.
1: I love Um, that. And
3: so we're, we're pretty excited about it. You yeah. said 72 counties. 72 counties. Um, we have a, a, t- a mobile testing van
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, that we can take any place that they will let us park it on the street or in a parking lot or whatever, and we continue it. to do, 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 do our it. free HIV testing. Which you know everyone should know their status. If they mm-hmm. are if they are active um, sexually active, then they should be and, tested.
1: And Anthony, there's a lot of new drug regimens, right?
3: Oh that my are actually goodness, helping. Yes. Oh, the world has changed yeah, in it that really respect, has. right? But we still
1: have the issue it's just that now we do have something that can help
3: over 30 years ago when avol started we were an organization of all volunteers that basically helped people die with dignity it was like hospice in a way right kind of because they um, didn't
1: usually make it right
3: yeah if you got if you were um, diagnosed with aids you it wasn't will I die, it was when will I die, mm-hmm. how soon will I mm-hmm. die. And we found that there were people dying alone, dying hungry. Um, and so a group of people sat around a kitchen table and decided to help wow. um, those people so that they wouldn't die alone and so that they would oh, could so have cool. keep some dignity about that. them. Now, here we are 30-something years later, mm-hmm. and we have— um, you know, now we're helping people live and, and mm-hmm. thrive. Mm-hmm. And we believe with all of the current medications and everything that you referred to, um, people living with HIV can take those medications and s- if they stay on their regimen, then they are they can become untrans, uh, right. Undetectable. undetectable right and right. there's a term yeah. called u equals u undetectable if your viral count is so low that it's undetectable it's untransmittable according to the cdc mm-hmm. that's so it's amazing it's just in the last few years yes yeah. it is that Well, you,
0: you said something and you know obviously this is a food show we talk about food dining out for life but you made a, a point about how avol was founded Around a kitchen table. How many great things happen around kitchen tables? You you know also, why. Around downing tables. How, it's true. how many? It's
1: like find a need and fill it. And, and usually in group conversations, because uh, uh, I'm very interested around in, food. It's yeah.
0: always people gather around, around food, food and right. drink, and that's where great ideas but happen. Change uh, you know, can happen. Mm-hmm. Anthony, one Huge of the things.
1: groups, You said medically, um, medically vulnerable. Uh-huh. I think there's also, with the rise in mental illness recognition, I think there is a need to extend to mental illness okay i'll talk to you about that later there's I, a need that needs to be filled just i
3: don't disagree at all
1: there are people Absolutely. who need help with vendors well, plumbers who come into their house and can take advantage of them because they
0: are mentally it's true well also i think with physical ailments come mental ailments and vice versa too when your body's not well sometimes your mind's not well when your mind's not well your body's not well. i don't think they're independent organisms you become
1: uh, vulnerable but Mm -hmm. anyway talk about dining out for life i'll talk to you about that later but dining out for life tell us how this got started and how many restaurants are participating and all of that good stuff
3: i think we might be i think I'm trying to remember what you were going on. I think the first time we did it was 2008, I believe, and I heard a funny um, uh, statistic the other day that some that we raised about twenty thousand wow. um, dollars that year. Um, now here we are all yeah. these years later and last year 2022 we raised $122,000 <gasps> oh, instead of 20 something yeah. and we're our goal this year is 130,000 and we believe we can do it. Last year we had 40 something restaurants. This year we have an even I call it even 55 I can't drive 55 <laughs> baby 55 <laughs> locations. I'm looking you can go to, to go go to dining out for life and you
0: can check out the there's election in kentucky edition there's it takes place in other cities but you can go to avalky.org
3: dot org yes and it'll but you, to the you can even go there um uh, quicker than going to dining out for life if you just go dine out lex.com oh, okay oh. you'll get a full and comprehensive oh, list of goodness. all 55 restaurants and the shifts and this is very important the shifts that they're participating not all restaurants participate in all shifts so true. if if you go someplace for lunch just because you saw the name on the list um, that is maybe important. they're only yeah. uh, donating the portion from their dinner it's service true. and yeah. so you really need to check that site yeah. and the shift that they are participating and you in. also
1: have what you call ambassadors who we go do. into these places and what do the ambassadors do?
3: The ambassadors are our lifeblood. They are amazing. There are volunteers that agree to go into their assigned restaurant. We um, we assign one ambassador per restaurant, per shift. Um, and they put on a, uh, an apron with our AVOL logo mm-hmm. on it. And they are just there to thank everyone for <coughs> dining. Because just by going out to eat that day, the way we make money is, those gracious generous restaurants agree to give 25 percent of what they collect that day to us Um, Mm yeah that's a big ask in the restaurant world i mean that's we -hmm. we don't it's not lost on us how big that is and so when we go and do this we really enjoy promoting for the whole rest of the year those restaurants but 25% is what the restaurant gives us and so our ambassadors just thank people for being there because just by being there they've already made a donation
1: that's brilliant
3: and then they facilitate additional donations they have donation envelopes and many people there go with a check in their hand Um, and now it's even digital you can uh, scan a QR code and we have a specific QR code for each restaurant so we know not only that it was made um, virtually but yeah. what restaurant they were in when they made the donation It's never been easier. It's, Honestly, it's never been isn't easier it to give. Uh, it, it's the, the
1: modern world. Absolutely. And we, we ra- give it a hard time but you know there's some good stuff that goes on with it. It's so, connected
0: us. We're connected so, yeah. way more now. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. But for things like this, by the way, I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the website dineoutlex.com and when you look at that it has all of the restaurants and for instance you can see you know the Mousetrap is doing lunch
3: and dinner <laughs> azure you know no, azure it. most certainly is for how many years now it's been we've several. Always been there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and you can click on it get the details wow. of that restaurant and what time but keep in mind this is one day this is september yeah. 14th thursday correct. september 14th correct so if you're going to be at and you know there's nothing wrong with eating out multiple times a day or stopping and get, having lunch then get some ice cream there's some ice cream <laughs> places on that. There. So there's yeah. dessert places yeah. there's coffee nate's coffee so there's a, a, a lot of ways to help you out. said it's that, really um, amazing. that
1: the numbers of restaurants is coming back too. i mean the pandemic struck us in ways that we which probably made the work of a- aval harder you know i mean more and more people were driven and probably COVID on top of HIV and our
3: focus changed during the 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 big year of COVID I will say this because I as I mentioned earlier of the generosity and graciousness that the restaurants have shown AVOL for so many years for this event um in 2020 2020 Yes, 2020. It's hard to remember, isn't Um, it? I know, it's all running (laughs) together. But in 2020, our focus, of course, it was a fundraiser as it always is intended to be, but our focus really became getting people out safely um, out in the restaurants and out to eat and and kind of getting to do something that was somewhat normal Normal. again. Um, And so it really became as big a challenge to show the love to our restaurants and get people in there to support them whether it was carry out food or whatever if they if they were still afraid to go in um they could get carry out
1: you bring an interesting point up that helps the restaurants having a day sort of like restaurant week in miniature one day and that actually so you have so many supporters out there well, it's
0: mutually it beneficial. You know, the yeah. restaurants are helping evolve the patrons but they're are helping bringing Aval, in more people. but they're also helping the restaurants because, you know, this, we're still, we're coming out of it. We're exactly. probably not 100% of where nope, we were, we're pre-pandemic not. yet, but- Everyone needs a little help, and the the money that's being collected stays in the community, it stays in the restaurants. You know, help pay people locally. Then seventy two ta- counties in Kentucky are being serviced by avol I mean, this is all we're all in this together. Yeah.
3: And you know, it's even bigger than that because if, as you were mentioning the Dining Out for Life website earlier, and then you go to the Lexington tab. There are a lot of people um, from out of town, a lot of people when they travel, that are associated with Dining Out for Life. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, And by being associated with Dining Out for Life, even though they don't live here, they might have a Dining Out for Life um, uh, event in their city. This happens in a lot of cities. Right, this happens in almost 60 cities in the United States. Oh, wow. Um, Different dates, Mm -hmm. but um, Primarily in April, but ours is in April because it's leading up to uh, the Derby. Derby. And so the restaurants yeah. are already busy, so yeah. we don't want to take anything away from them. And then we don't, you know, we know that right that and this it's is already going to be full.
0: Restaur- this time of year, it's always a good time to get people in restaurants yeah. as summer's yeah. winding up. And fall is getting here. It's oh, a good time yes. to. Oh, yes. Summer's nice. always. And you guys are in the restaurant business. But Jeremy can probably test this. Summer's always a slower time, right? Right. Absolutely. Well,
2: yes and no. No. Yeah. <laughs> this year, it's, I, let me it's see if good. I can explain it. I think uh, across the nation, summer can be a busy time. But you guys out there know it. Kentucky's patio country, man. That's true. We, we That's like true. to oh, eat yeah. outside. We like the country tables. We like the corn. We like the tomatoes. We eat out. <laughs> maters. When it's,
1: That's uh, maters and taters.
2: Maters and taters and, taters. Yeah. and corn. Yeah. And corn. Now,
1: And I tell you, if you look at a map, now I know we've had some hot days, but we haven't had nearly as much as some people. And oh our my patio gosh. has been extremely so, comfortable.
3: Yes, it, it has.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're really lucky on, on that scent. Yeah. So, w- which is great for restaurants because in our region, that's when all the produce is coming in, yeah. and, you know, that's when it's best. That's when it's local, oh, and yeah. quite frankly, that's when it's cheapest. Kentucky Proud. So it's just a really good And that's
1: when people ton. bring you bags of sweet uh, of uh, tomatoes, maters, and peppers. Sweet corn. Peppers.
2: I'm about peppers. to post a public service <laughs> announcement saying I can Stop. no longer accept Except. your hobby farm
1: <laughs> produce. I, I brought a bunch of peppers, yeah. So. Is it?
2: Is hey. that happening a lot still?
0: Hey.
2: Yeah, oh, well, you know, I, and I, I people mean well. I mean, they, they, yeah. they grow something. They, they put time into it, it, it. They put passion in it. They don't want to throw it away. Jeremy will fix it. You know? <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> <fix> it. Jeremy <laughs> will take care of it. to the people, Jeremy.
1: Hey, Ed Anthony, you're yeah. also a cook.
3: I loved cook yeah. Oh my gosh I'm, I'm an old fashioned cook My mommy was You know That's the way She showed love She'd get in that kitchen And she just Would whip stuff up And she uh-huh. could make Something from nothing And I love to do that um, Just take leftovers Or, or take whatever's in the, uh-huh. in the cupboard And say Hmm Wonder what okay. I can make From this Okay Do you need A second career Because <laughs> <laughs> you I need Your that help out well,
2: no, Frankly What he just described Right there Is the epitome Of what makes A good chef Every yeah. single Young cook Or chef that's, yeah. That I see Come in the kitchen that has that background, yeah, yeah. soars because not everything yeah. is beef tenderloin.
3: And not the, everything it, is beef tenderloin, right. but
2: also there. I think that those early food impressions and the way your grandma and your granny season things and your mama season stuff is ingrained. Mm. And people a little are pinch afraid of, this, of salt, and pepper, and spices. That, yeah. They're afraid to death them, so they don't use them. Yeah. So if you have that uh, a good, strong Southern cook, French cook, Italian cook showing you those the the way things should taste, oh, yeah. that sticks with you, uh-huh. and you, you yeah. you're not afraid to say this is. Yeah. This like my mom might.
0: When you know. say southern, my, my first thought is is uh, pork fat. When you say southern cooking, my first thought is oh yeah, put more pork fat in it.
2: Oh, You're yeah. yeah. wrong. Bacon a fat back <laughs> in it. that's. Or yeah, how it's about good to say how bacon, about, bacon grease?
1: How about bacon? Yeah, Ain't you got, bacon got no bacon, bacon anything? grease. Anything? <laughs> Ain't you got no
0: trim <laughs> in grease. Uh, Anthony and Smallwood. The beans. And then be Beans, maters, and, and taters. Of AVAL dining out, dining out for life. Check out DineOutLex.com. Check out all the restaurants participating. It goes by so fast. But Anthony, thank you so much for coming in.
3: Always a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Always a pleasure. Back September 14th. Next Thursday. This is coming Thursday. Dine Out for life. AVAL. Check it out at DineOutLex.com. Back in a moment. Food News and Shoes Radio.